the machinery of production and distribution for all the people. The collective ownership and control of industry and its democratic management in the interest of all the people. Welcome to Report Back, the San Francisco chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America's podcast. Our chapter is made up of a thousand members and 16 issue-based and internal-facing committees where the heart of our organizing happens. This is a praxis-centered podcast where we talk about the tactics and strategies of winning socialism with the organizers who plan and implement them. I'm Ilika Mahajan, co-chair of DSASF's Reading, Analysis, and Discussion Committee. And I'm Blake. I'm a member of DSA San Francisco and East Bay DSA. And today we're going to be talking about the teacher strikes that are going on across the nation, like in Denver and Los Angeles, but specifically today we're going to be talking about the Oakland Education Association strike that's going on right now. The teachers in Oakland began their strike on Thursday, and Blake, can you talk a little bit about why they're striking and what their demands are? Yeah, um, the teachers have a lot of good reasons to go on strike. Uh, Oakland School District, the teachers are the lowest paid in the county. Um they're going on strike because they care about the kids in the school and like resources are just getting sucked out of the school district. Um, they're, they have like large class sizes. The, the Oakland school district is threatening to shut down 24 schools. Um, conditions in the school are like getting worse and worse. So like how many teachers are on strike and what percentage of Oakland school district is that? There are 3,000-ish teachers that are going on strike, um, basically all of them. Uh, those 3,000 teachers teach 37,000 kids. Um, so basically, almost 100% of the, the, all of the staff is going on strike, basically. Most of the teachers are going on strike. So who are the teachers? So it's the teachers' union, and who are they negotiating with? So the, the teachers are negotiating with the school board for higher pay. Um, so... One quick clarification question. The OEA, or the Oakland Education Association, that is the teachers' union? Yeah. OEA versus OUSD is the game. And the school board, like, what is their incentive? Like, why are they against increasing teacher pay? Like I said, in the Oakland School District, the teachers are the lowest paid in the county, but the school administration and um, the school district pays more for administration and consultants uh, than any other school district in California um, per capita. And so I think they literally spend twice as much as the next highest school district in the state on school administration and like consultants for the school district. So part of why they don't want to raise teachers' pay is because that'll come out of their own paychecks. So how did you get involved and uh, like what has been your involvement so far? Yeah, so I live in West Oakland, um, very close to Prescott Elementary. Uh, it's 
a little elementary school and it's about to have its 150th year anniversary. Um, and the thing that really got me pissed off and made me want to get involved in this is when I heard that the Oakland School District wanted to shut down 24 schools, um, potentially the school across the street from my house. And it made me wonder, like, you know, do my neighbors know about this? Um, like, what's going on here? Like, what's going to happen to all the kids that go to school there? Um, so I've been doing organizing with uh, East Bay DSA um, with the teachers there and, and folks in my neighborhood and parents who have kids that go to the school um, preparing for the strike. Um, so, yeah, and then I've there's just so much messed up. I don't know if I'm allowed to... <laughs> fucked up shit that's going on in these in these schools like uh yeah we uh i had a, i talked to a teacher who is a special ed teacher um she was telling me how whenever she started she didn't have an aide in her classroom for six months and so she had a she has a student with cerebral palsy who just couldn't use the bathroom while while he was at school because this teacher has like a classroom full of special ed kids and like can't go and take one of them to the bathroom. Um, and then there's just tons of stuff like that. That's super messed up. They're so incredibly understaffed. Mm -hmm. um, right. And they're, they're understaffed um, because the pay is so low every year. One fifth of all the teachers in Oakland leave this, like leave the school district or quit teaching. So what has DSA been doing to help the striking teachers? I know there's been the Bread for Ed campaign going mm -hmm. on. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, Bread for Ed is a program to feed all of the kids that um, aren't in school. So while the school, while all the teachers are striking, um, a lot of the kids are, the kids, you're, we're encouraging parents to not send their kids to school, but a lot of parents can't. Uh, feed their kids during the day or like they have to go to work and stuff so bread for ed is a program to feed those kids um, while they're not in school uh, and the other program is the solidarity school so uh, which is basically a place to send kids that's not the school while the teachers are on strike so what kinds of things did you guys and other organizers do in preparation for the strike yeah so um we, me and some folks from East Bay DSA started off by uh, knocking on doors around our neighborhood to like talk to, talk to our neighbors about the upcoming strike and let them know um, how they could get involved and like what they could do to support it. Um, we had a little meeting at my house where we invited people from the community and teachers to come and hang out and like, um, that was really great because we got to hear from teachers like about what their needs were and like how we could support them um, as someone or in DSA like I think we had a lot of logistical stuff that we could offer to the teachers to help them out like for example they asked us if we could make a banner and I was like oh man can we make a banner for y'all um, I think we on the first day of the strike we showed up with like four different banners um yeah so so we had that meeting we started getting ready uh on thursday we got up at the crack of dawn like literally at 
4.20 in the morning um, and went out there. We, on the first day we had at the elementary school I was at, um, around 50 people show up and support by like 7.30 in the morning. Um, we had people come up from Sil Silicon Valley DSA, from San Francisco DSA, and of course East Bay P DSA folks from around the neighborhood. Um, the teachers were out there and there were also like parents and kids out there. On the first day uh, at, at the elementary school I was at, which has usually around 140 students, um, only five students went to school. Um, and then the following day there were, I think, 10 students that showed up. So um, <clears throat> these are pr really good numbers uh, because the fewer students we can get to go to school during the strike, um, the more pressure it puts on the school district because a lot of their funding comes from like, uh, their federal funding comes from like number of students attending per day. And uh, so, but on Monday, um, two days from now, it's supposed to rain. So we'll see how it goes then. I think it's gonna be, uh, we'll see where we're at. Um, then it'll make picketing a little less fun, but yeah. What have been sort of the reactions from parents and teachers? Have you interacted with any? Mostly they're just super grateful and excited to like see us out there helping them out. Um, I think they, yeah, like the parents too. Um, some of the parents are, seem to be more active than others. Um, on Friday on the picket line, there, one of my neighbors in Oakland came out with his kids and they walked on the picket line uh, with us. It was pretty cute. Um, yeah, it was really cool to see like families on the picket line supporting the teachers. Um, there was one family where they were coming to school to like drop their kids off. And I guess the, the family didn't know that the teachers were going on strike, but the, but the kids did, like their parents didn't know. Um, I think they were probably in like second or third grade or something. And the kids got out and they were like out of the car and they were like um, started crying or like they were really upset because they didn't want to go into school because their teachers weren't in there. They were like, I don't want to go to school. My, my teacher's not in there. And they like uh, ran up, like ran up to teachers on the picket line and like gave them hugs and stuff. It was, it's adorable. So the students have, uh, how about the older students? Have they been uh, supportive? Are they understanding like what is going on? Like the high school students? Um, yeah, I've, from, from what I've heard, yeah, there's been like big, big school walkouts in the high schools and stuff, but, um, I've mostly been active at the elementary school right by my house. Um, but yeah, the high schoolers are great because whenever they're not in school, we don't have to like figure out how to take care of them. They kind of take care of themselves and even, um, you know, take on some leadership and organizing of their own, uh, which is pretty rad. That's really rad. Um, I know that the school district has been trying to recruit scabs. Uh, can you talk about what scabs are and has this been a strategy that's working for the district right now? Um, sure. So the scabs are the people that continue to work or are hired to replace uh, workers during a strike. The school district was offering $300 per day to substitute teachers, which is literally more than like um, they're paying teachers in a lot of places. 
they're also offering to like expedite and waive all of these like required trainings and background checks and stuff. Um, so basically they're, they're trying really hard to just pay people a bunch of money to, uh, get in there. And while the, while the teachers are on strike, um, and it's kind of, uh, concerning to think about these, how they're just trying to like fill the schools with these people who have no training, no like background with kids in the school and yeah. What are some things that uh, parents and students in the district can do to support their striking teachers? Um, they should not send their kids to school. Uh, if they're able to, and if they don't have anywhere else to send them, they should send them to a solidarity school. If they have free time on their hands, they can volunteer at one of these things. They can just go out and walk the picket line. Um, they could also donate to Bread for Ed. Um, the, the main thing would be just don't send your kids to school. And the reason that's important is because the school district receives a certain amount of funding based on uh, how many students are attending school every day. So if a bunch of kids don't show up at school, it costs the school district a lot of money. Huh, I did not know that. Um, so a lot of this fight is also about, you know, keeping funding in our public schools. Uh, there's been pushes around the country to divert funding into charter schools or just to privatize education. And part of the problem is that the Oakland School Board has uh, a few seats that were or that are occupied by people who were essentially funded by people who are pro charter schools. Can yeah. you talk about your experiences? Yeah, it all goes back to the charter schools, man. It's literally a conspiracy to destroy the public education system. Um, and like just for people to make a bunch of money off of it. So there's this guy, Eli Brode, and three members of the Oakland School Board have all received around $100,000 in donations each from this guy. Uh, he runs some kind of like Brode school um, thing that trains school administrators in a pro-privatization agenda and then sends these administrators out to urban areas, in quotes, across the country, uh, and then bankrolls their school board elections um so it's like training people to destroy public schools sending them out paying for them it's uh so that's what's happening in oakland and it's been happening here for a while since 2004 uh the oakland school district has shut down 18 schools of those um 16 of them had a greater than 60 percent black student population uh and they reopened 14 of those schools um, as charter schools that served 65% fewer black students. Um, and yeah, it's like a whole, the game that the, that the charter schools and the school board is playing is they basically pull away resources from um, public schools. And then when the schools start to falter they they're like hey you're underperforming um so we're gonna like shut you down and replace you with a charter school um so it becomes like a horrible cycle like that 
That is really scary. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was in uh, 2015, the Los Angeles Times had done a study or had done an investigation into um, the Broad Foundation and their relationship with uh, charter schools. Uh, and they found a 44-page proposal um, where, they, where the Broad Foundation and other charter school advocates um, had a plan designed to try and um, charterize 50% of the Los Angeles public schools. Uh, so, you know, one, one uh, unnamed critic uh, had been quoted saying that this would do away with democratically controlled, publicly accountable education in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. um, which is terrifying. Yeah, it's, it's pretty messed up the way this, like, whole cycle works so like after there was a, a grandma that was that we talked to while we were door knocking to get people to come like support the strike she was telling me how her grandson went to a charter school but he wasn't making very good grades so the tr i think he was like a he's like 15 and so would be in 10th grade right 9th or 10th grade <laughs> who knows <laughs> um but the the point is like he wasn't making very good grades so the school the charter school told him he had to repeat like seventh grade or something and like start back from there um and so what the charter schools do they they do this because like on paper they need to have like really good numbers and so they just do they basically like effectively kicked this student out because taking him no one's actually it's it would totally suck to be like removed from your age cohort pushed back two years and expected to repeat those two grades like that's not how you help students that need help like you have to give them like extra attention so this student was basically had to like quote unquote voluntarily leave the charter school um and then go to a public school so this is a like uh this is what they part of like this horrible cycle where the charter schools are able to sort of pick and choose who they want to be in the school um, so that they can have good numbers. And the so that means they also get to pick the cheaper students, like the students that don't need as much attention. And the charter schools and the public schools both receive the same amount of federal funding on a per student basis. So the charter schools are able to basically suck up all the the cheap students and have good numbers while they push all the students that need a lot more attention um, and are more expensive to the public school system um, so now there's like a disproportionate number of special ed students and there's very very few in the charter schools um, it creates yeah like all these kids need it, it's creating a system where the people who need the most attention are getting the least attention. Um, it's pretty sad. Well, Blake, I think that's all the questions I have for you. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Yeah, I guess I would just like to shout out all the rad teachers that um, are just extremely strong and care about their students so much that they're like putting their own livelihood on the line to fight for them, um, to work together and like try to improve 
all of their conditions. Like, uh, shout out to Lorraine, the pre-K teacher at the elementary school by my house. She's super rad. Um, she really cares about the school and she's been there for over 20 years, I think. Um, all the awesome parents that have, it's, it's all the awesome parents that have been supporting the strike, um, coming out with their kids. Um, everyone that came to the picket line and brought their dog. Um, that's really cool. Um, all the DSA members that have been helping organize stuff with OEA and um, just getting stuff that, you know, you need out on the picket line that a lot of people would forget about, like some chalk to give to kids to draw on the sidewalk or um, just getting tape and staples for making signs and things like that. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Blake. Yeah, it's been great talking to you. The Democratic Socialists of America is the largest socialist organization in the United States. We have over 120 chapters in 48 states. We're an activist organization, not a political party. To become a member, go to dsausa.org. To find out what our local chapter is up to, visit dsasf.org. Our intro music is by Young Chomsky. If you'd like to support the Bread for Ed project, please visit donorbox.org slash bread for ed. Oh, my God.